Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Wednesday, January 16th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today. So the news have it. The news have it. Unlock! Prime Minister Theresa May's Brexit deal failed in the House of Commons on Tuesday. Now we ask, what's next for Brexit? Plus, leading European banker Andrea Orsell will not join Santander Bank as its new boss, and the beginning of Emmanuel Macron's nationwide debate. Then the FT's Josh Chaffin explains why the U.S. Senate moved to block the Trump administration from lifting sanctions on a Russian oligarch. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Hello, this is Henry Mance reporting for the Financial Times from Westminster, where Theresa May has suffered a huge defeat. The eyes to the right, 202. The nose to the left, 432. To put that in context, that's the biggest defeat ever by a British government in the Commons. It's towards the upper end, perhaps exceeding what anyone expected. People thought that the government might be able to buy off a few rebels, might be able to placate people saying, don't don't rebel now, we'll make some changes. It couldn't do it. It didn't really win over any of its critics. All the opposition parties remained united, and one in three of the government's own MPs voted against this deal. Where do things go now? That's the big question. Theresa May has said she'll talk to people in Parliament about where to go. If these meetings yield such ideas, the government will then explore them with the European Union. But she's not giving up on her deal, even though there is such a range of criticism for it. That means that the Labour Party have got a job to do to try and unseat her. They've tabled a no-confidence vote motion, which will be voted on on Wednesday. So this House can give its verdict on the sheer incompetence of this government. That's the chance to get rid of Theresa May as Prime Minister to trigger a general election. But it's unclear that the MPs who dislike this deal are actually prepared to oust Mrs May. In fact, what they've said is that they won't do that. So we're still in a kind of holding pattern. Things could move very fast now. You could see MPs try to take control of the process by tabling their own Brexit plans effectively or by trying to extend the negotiating period with the EU. But one thing we've learned about Theresa May is that she does not give up easily. She's not giving up on her deal despite this landmark defeat. And she will almost certainly be here in a few days trying to present a plan B and trying to argue that hers is the only plan on the table. In a surprising reversal, leading European banker Andrea Orsell will no longer join Santander Bank as its next chief executive. Mr. Orsell was appointed to lead Spain's largest lender four months ago and was set to leave his current role as president of UBS. But Santander said Tuesday evening that hiring Mr. Orsell would be significantly more expensive than anticipated. The bank would have to reimburse Mr. Orsell for the UBS shares he earned during his seven years at the Swiss bank. The FT reports that Santander was facing a bill as high as 50 million euros to pay out Mr. Orsell for the UBS stock. When Santander announced Mr. Orsell's appointment back in September, it sent shockwaves through the banking industry. And his departure left UBS scrambling for a successor to run its investment bank. Mr. Orsell is still expected to leave UBS in April. And Tuesday was the beginning of French President Emmanuel Macron's two months of nationwide debate. He launched the national debate in response to the ongoing Gilets Jaunes protests that have undermined his presidency. But even before his first gathering in the north of France yesterday, the president caused controversy. 
Speaking to local officials in Gasney, Mr. Macron said, quote, For people in a difficult situation, we will try to make them take more responsibility, because some are doing the right thing and some are just messing about. By the time Mr. Macron arrived to his first event, there were about 100 angry yellow vest protesters outside. Mr. Macron debated elected officials at the event, and at times it was contentious. They touched on topics such as speed limits, housing, unemployment, pensions, and energy policy, to name a few. And here's something else we're following. So who is Oleg Deripaska? Oleg Deripaska is one of Russia's wealthiest men. Josh Chaffin is the New York correspondent for the FT. He is a oligarch among oligarchs. He is very close to President Putin, and he emerged from the brutal, uh, what are known as the aluminum wars, after the downfall of the Soviet Union. And he succeeded through various ways of piecing together a aluminum empire. One of the companies that he owns is the world's second largest producer and really pivotal in the world's aluminum market. He is very well connected in London and really across the world. He is uh, somebody who would have cabinet members on his yacht, etc. He was a former client for Paul Manafort, who was President Trump's campaign manager. So this is somebody at the apex of power. So why were sanctions imposed on him and his businesses? The sanctions were imposed against uh, Mr. Deripaska and his businesses and several other Russian officials and entities in April. And this was done in response to the U.S. finding that Russia had meddled in the 2016 election. Mr. Deripaska is seen as somebody suspected of having very close ties to the Kremlin and Mr. Putin. And so this was an idea or this was a means to target the wealth and the people in the inner circle. And now the Trump administration wants to lift the sanctions on Deripaska. Why is that? There is a strong view that these sanctions weren't imposed in the most thoughtful way, and that because Rusal is such a big supplier in the aluminum industry, that these sanctions have actually threatened big disruptions for all sorts of aluminum users and supply chains all over the world. Rusal is is the big uh, aluminum producer. So there's a fear that in sanctioning Rusal, the U.S. has actually sort of shot itself in the foot, at least in terms of car makers, whether they're in the U.S. or our European allies. And so there has been an outcry among some companies and countries for the U.S. to to think twice about this. And this week, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer called for a vote to block the lifting of the sanctions on Tuesday. There should not be sanctions relief for President Putin's trusted agent before the conclusion of Special Counsel Mueller's investigation. What happened? Democrats are definitely gaining momentum on this whole case. It was pushed through this plan to lift sanctions in late December, and there was only a 30-day window for Congress to review it and potentially block it. 
there was an outcry from some Democrats that this had been rushed through in sort of the late of uh, darkness of night. They have come back from the break, and clearly uh, people like Mr. Schumer and some other Democrats have been scrutinizing this, and they have seized on this as another sign of Trump ties to Russia. We don't know what the special counsel Mueller knows. At the time when these things are coming forward to undo the sanctions on Rusal, very suspect, very suspect. Now, whether they believe that in substance or whether they're doing that for political reasons or perhaps both is debatable. But there was a big moment yesterday evening. There was a vote in the Senate and the Democrats actually managed to win over 11 Republicans to peel away. The yeas are 57, the nays are 42, and the motion is agreed to. And those Republicans, essentially, they defied an appeal from Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, to to vote against. So we're moving towards a bigger vote later in the week, but the Democrats are, are certainly making hay out of this. This is all happening the week following two huge stories in the New York Times and the Washington Post that said the FBI opened investigations into President Trump, alleging that he might be working for Russia. Can you put this all in context? Can you connect the dots for us here? Well, Russia has been such a charged issue here since the election, but I think it it just has become even more charged and, and sort of radioactive. And I think that this case and the vote that we saw last night is an example of how difficult it is for lawmakers to go along with the administration on anything that hints at a tie or some link to Russia, and uh, at the same time, how vulnerable the Trump administration is to charges from Democrats. So I think the stories that have come out in the press in recent days have only added to this, and I think it, it has probably given a lot more weight to Senator Schumer's argument that it isn't sensible to release a company from sanctions with all of these clouds hovering over the Trump-Russia relationship and investigation. And I think politically it's difficult for Republicans, probably increasingly so, to, to go against that argument. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following U.S. retail sales numbers. Sales are forecast to have risen 0.3% month-on-month in December. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.